Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thinks. Romance. Is that how that song goes? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, what words do you think she is saying? I think it's like rah, 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 uh, I don't know. Rah, rah, ah, ah, ah. I don't know. <laughs> ah, 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 yeah. Ooh, ah, bing, bang, bada, bada, bing, bang. I think it's just mbop in reverse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking, what are some songs that could be an intro to our kind of theme today? And so I picked Bad Romance. Ha ha. It's a, it's a prelude, guys. It's a, it's a little teaser to what's coming today. <laughs> so what's good with you this week? Welcome. Uh, yeah, welcome, guys. Welcome. Uh, what's good with me is farm fresh butt nuggets. What? Eggs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. I didn't know that's what you called them. Oh, no. <laughs> I ate eggs before I came here, Michaela. <laughs> but I got some farm fresh ones. Oh. Yeah, nice. I love that. It's the holiday season is upon us, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna get some bacon done. Oh, so look. eggs. It does. They're great matter. for everything. Yes, when and you, when you are baking with fresh eggs, it's mm-hmm. a whole different experience. The yolks are different. They are. You level up. Yeah, they're like um. <laughs> I had a patient actually who used to give me eggs and that was a whole ass thing. I, I love it. Patients are, huh, you are really super not supposed to accept gifts. No, you're not supposed to but at all. They're, if they're Sometimes. Under, yes. But if, if they're under a certain amount of money and also if it would really damage rapport, you ca- you kind of just go with it. Like if, if you were to be there like, There are no, occasions where it is okay within ethical guidelines to, to accept, accept that gift. gift. Yes. And one of the <laughs> gifts I have accepted <laughs> Is eggs. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, because this person was like super insistent on giving me these eggs and I use them in baking. Oh my mm. gosh. It's like it helps it rise more or maybe the density is different. I don't know. What's your experience? I mean, yeah, I think I think it helps with the rising for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about farm fresh eggs that just seem to cook better and yeah. work better with things. So I was just excited to get some eggs. Yeah, the patient <laughs> I had was telling me that when people people when chickens <laughs> <laughs> oh no people making eggs that's a danger uh, when chickens are out roaming freely and they can eat just bugs and whatever other little things are around that the protein that they're able to get is different oh that and would so- make sense it adds to their meal yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah that's exactly it and so it's not just i don't know maybe grains yep. are what they feed them yeah i'm a City slicker. I got no idea what the hell I'm talking about, y'all. <laughs> hey, I don't really know that well. I just am like counter associated. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually truly had to take care of them yet myself, but I hope to someday. Chickens? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have some chickens. 
have a, a good friend who's planning on starting a farm. I am very interested in learning all of these things. Just like a hobby farm, though. I don't want – I don't need, like, to take care of that many things. That's a lot of management. So what, what do you want to do on your farm? Like, what do you want to Like, have? I just want to have – like, some chickens, maybe – Cow or two, a couple goats or so. Just mm. some, you know, will you ducks probably? Oh, like what are the ducks for? Maybe some cats Show. eating eventually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> interesting. Okay, I like this. I like this plan. Well, I won't be starting a farm, but I'm going to go to YouTube's farm. <laughs> I'm going to be the lazy one. I, I love it. You will be guys. invited over for a good. <laughs> Aww. That's nice. I like that. Well, congratulations on your farm fresh eggs. That's Yay. Exciting. Happy, happy egg time for you. Yay. Happy eggs. How about you? What's good with you? What is good with me is that we got our first international Oh, feedback. fan fail. Yeah, fan, F- fan fail. fail. Did I just say fan fail? Oh, my Lanta. Guys, we, it's been a... Oh, okay. Sorry. Continue. We, we got our first international fan mail. It could also be fan fail. We don't know. No, it was not a fail. It was lovely. (laughs) And yes, this person, I just wanted to give them a shout out. They basically said to us that they don't have a lot of access to mental health resources in their country. It's not as well known. And that they felt that we were being honest and authentic and that they were studying psychology. I'm not going to give too much more away about this person um, just because I want to maintain their privacy. But they were really positive about the podcast and- it made me feel as though we're actually doing anything useful. Yeah, it was really encouraging. Yeah, it was just if if we can help even one person. I mean, mostly the I'd, starfish story. Yeah. Oh, the starfish story. <laughs> yeah, the starfish story. So, a boy is walking along the shore and mm-hmm. he is throwing starfish back into the shore. Mm-hmm. And an old man comes upon him and says, boy, what are you doing? Surely you can't save all these starfish. I mean, there's millions of them. The sh- you know, the ocean washed up millions. You can't save them all. You can't make a difference. Mm. And the boy picks up one starfish and throws it into the ocean and says, it made a difference to that one. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. We made a difference to one starfish. Yeah. That makes me feel really happy. Yeah, I think I often feel the need to save everything and do everything. And it was just nice to see that we had helped one person in any way. And even if it's just us being ourselves, that that could be useful to people. Oh, yeah. That's and cool. so, listener, you know who you are and we appreciate you and tell everybody you've ever met. <laughs> yeah. And know that you uplifted us. Like as much as we apparently have helped you some, you're, that that just comment really helped us. Yeah. And, and frankly, I was having a terrible day that day. And when <laughs> I got that comment, it totally gave me lifeblood and I was able to mm-hmm. I was just flying like an eagle <laughs> through the rest of my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Ooh, was having, that was good. I was flying high after that. So that's my what's good this week. I love it. That's good. So what did you try? <laughs> How about you start? Okay, okay. I'll, I'll start with what I tried. Yeah. The outside the pod experiment. So I actually re-listen. I've been trying harder to re-listen to just the last couple minutes of the So you can podcast. remember exactly what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, to make sure that I actually did what I said I would do because I've realized that I – I think I'm supposed to be doing one thing for homework. And that's and then you me. modify it. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm like, ah, I'm going to do this other thing. And I don't write it down. I just do it. So I actually have been trying to be more aware of what I actually gave myself as an assignment. So last week I was trying to pay more attention to what I did in therapy sessions because Michaela made a really good point that um, we had talked last episode about 
being a therapist and that there are a lot of different tasks that we're doing in each mm. session. And a lot of mine had become automatic and I wasn't really aware or able to necessarily articulate that. And she pointed out that there's probably a lot going on in there. And surprise, surprise, there is. Yeah, I'm doing a lot in there. I didn't even, and it's funny because like, no wonder I feel exhausted. And I just noticed that even so in every session, I'm always doing a risk assessment, which yep. is a pretty in-depth process. I'm looking for emotions on somebody's face, in somebody's body. I'm looking for how, like what they are not saying and what they are saying and mm -hmm. whether those two things are lining up. So I'm looking for inconsistencies in somebody's yep. rapport or speech. I'm connecting past events to present behaviors. I'm looking at how those belief systems came out of those past events. Yeah, putting I'm, those puzzle pieces together. Yes, very much a puzzle. Yes. I'm watching out for helpful or unhelpful relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm often looking for like what's a strength this person has so I can oh, leverage yeah. it. Yep. And then catching unhelpful beliefs, just things that are not serving this person at all in the moment. And so, yeah, it's a constant and that's just some. I just kind of like made a little list after mm -hmm. I was seeing a couple patients and those are the things that came up most. That's a lot. Is Yeah. And you're doing that all unconsciously. That, that's the yeah. crazy part. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's a lot like, um, again, I, it has to be almost like what a paramedic is doing. Like you just right. go blank. You're doing <laughs> yeah. all these little like. Yeah. All these procedures that have been. CPR yeah, and then you're intubating. Yeah. And, you're just, you're just, and you know all the little Basically, muscle memory. Yeah. Well, our brain is a muscle. So, mm -hmm. I mean. Feels, yeah. It <laughs> feels like my brain could stand to lift a couple weights. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's what I tried for the experiment. How about you? What did you <laughs> Hey, you re-listened. Can you refresh my memory? <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. Seriously, guys. This is you had right. a lot of goals. There's been a... I had a lot of goals. You did. You oh, had gosh. a lot of goals. Oh, no. The goals Why did I do that to myself? <laughs> the goals that you had said were you wanted to eat, not use food as much to cope. You wanted to like oh, no. reduce. <laughs> you wanted to reduce some of the snacking. You wanted to walk or do Zumba. Just basically engaging more like healthy eating, healthy activity levels were the things that you had talked about. I can see it. Ultimate failure. <laughs> ultimate failure oh, no. oh my god oh my gosh yeah that was why would i say that on this why would i make a food i don't know what a poor line guys okay from us recording wise thanksgiving recently happened yeah. i don't know what i was thinking I, i'm an idiot i well, that was poor choice i i didn't i failed guys i didn't exercise at all really i mean i did a little but not more than in fact less than normal and <laughs> ate more than normal so <laughs> Complete opposite of my goals achieved. Woo yes. woo. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, shit uh, happens. Shit does happen. Did we you get back on the horse another day. <laughs> live, live to die another day. Exactly. Was there something you did try? No. <laughs> okay. I just being real. That's fair. No. Yeah. No. I, that's fair. I think I have been very occupied with others as of recent. And so I have not spent as much time focusing on the goals for myself, which yes. I should work on and have better boundaries with, but it's been, they've been kind of different situations. So 
unusual circumstances. I am correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am consenting to this. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I agree. I think there's always like we all have a timeline of the amount of time that we can just give to other people, and right. sometimes that happens around the holidays. Sometimes that happens when you are helping somebody with something unexpected. So that's right. just that's the way of the world. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what? are we talking about this week? We are basically talking about when mental health hits home. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking about the impacts and management of mental health struggles in your house, how to express your needs for support if you yourself are struggling, and then how to support a partner who is maybe struggling with mental health stuff. So first off, if we ourselves are recognizing that our mental health isn't doing very well, how can we take accountability for our personal struggle and ask for help from our partner and or loved ones? Yes. Yes. So this is the very first thing I'll say about this. And we know this, but it's just for new listeners in case you haven't listened to past episodes. It's critical for the statements we're about to make, that you're not in an ab- emotionally abusive or manipulative right. friendship or partnership. Correct. And that you or th- if you're relying on somebody, if you're the one struggling or if the other person is struggling, you or the other person has demonstrated that you are you are doing trustworthy, healthy behaviors in the past to help them. And let's say you're relying on somebody in a relationship that they have demonstrated green flags. So Mm. they're not, they're not throwing a whole bunch of red flags. So the first thing is, is that the foundation of the relationship that you're in must be healthy. And I say that every time because every time people skip that step, (laughs) every time. So I, I will have people come to session all the time and say, Either I'm struggling with mental health issues and I need my partner to help me or my partner is struggling with mental health issues and I want to help my partner. Mm -hmm. And they have not passed square one of a healthy functioning relationship. It's been a struggle from day one. It's been a struggle from day one. There's no mutual trust. There have been red flags everywhere in this relationship. There's been various abusive situations or manipulative. Yeah. They're not in a good relationship. So it's like, well, that is the problem, my friend. Like, it's it's not that this is something that you need to be mutually supporting each other through. This relationship bottom to top is toxic. Right. And that's why it's so hard to support <laughs> each other in the relationship. So I, I Exclude say that, jokingly, that Yeah. But it happens just every single session. Like, I have at least one session a day where this comes up. And so I just wanted to say it. And we do have previous episodes about this. Mm-hmm. So we have a fair fighting episode. We have a... He- episode about making friends we have like a red flag green flag don't we yeah just i think that's in the making friends episode is it okay the the red flag green flag i think there's also a narcissism episode where you talk about Mm, red and green flags so go back (laughs) (laughs) go listen to those yeah check these things to make sure this relationship is Worth the effort. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And now that you have decided, we are now here in this episode when you've decided that the relationship is worth the episode, somebody is struggling, worth the episode? I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to let you keep rolling. Oh my God, what is going on? I'm doing so many word substitutions today. I don't know what's happening. Hey, I did it too. I did it too. It happens. Anyway, if you decide it's worth the effort, okay, now we're in the right place. So first step. So first step, if you are the one that's struggling... How can you yourself take accountability for that struggle and express to your partner or loved one? Yes. Hey, 
this is what's happening. Sorry, I, basically, I've been kind of a dick. <laughs> here's why. Yeah. Sorry about it. Here's what I'm going to do. And here's how maybe you can help me. How how do we do that? Yes. Go, Sunny, go. Yes. So I think <laughs> the very first thing you said, which was really important, was accountability. Yep. It, that's the key first step. If you are having a mental health issue, it is not that you have caused your own mental health no. issue. It's just that, unfortunately, now you are responsible for what happens after. Yeah. And you are still, even though you have a mental health issue, you're still responsible for how you treat other people. You're responsible for the behaviors you engage in. Yes. Right. You can, I have been depressed before and I have been a butthead and not a butthead. And just because <laughs> I am depressed does not excuse me being a butthead to other people. You can't be a butthead. So. Right. Sometimes you act as a butthead and you don't mm-hmm. catch yourself initially because we don't always catch ourselves. Yes. So, so if you were... First, first stage is just acknowledging, hey, this is my responsibility and acknowledging, okay, are there things I need to take accountability for that I've been doing here in this relationship that mm-hmm. I can kind of look at and, and make some positive changes on? That's the first thing. I also think that it's really important to ask yourself a set of journalistic questions to first gather facts about right. what's going on. That's what I was going to say. Really reflect. Like, do your own reflection about what's really happening. Like, what is, what's the root struggle occurring right now? And really evaluate that and evaluate the impact that it's having not only on you, but on everyone within your home dynamic. I love that. I love that. So don't look at it as you're saying, don't look at it just as a personal why me this is all about me but how is this extending outward into right the right what is the ripple effect happening here mm-hmm. definitely so so reflect on yourself because before you even want to go and have that conversation and take accountability you need to know what you're taking accountability for like what has been happening here you know maybe you've just noticed that you've been miserable mm-hmm. and you're not really and you've been snappy and later you sit back and you're like gosh i was snappy about something i'm not normally snappy about like that mm-hmm. that's not that was kind of a dick move, you know? Yeah, yeah. You kind of you're reflecting later and seeing that in yourself. Okay, we'll sit back and really reflect like what was going on? What was tr- how how long has this been happening? How long have you been snapping? Yes. And then look at how that's impacted all of your relationships. How has that impacted everybody in the family? So that when you go and have that conversation, you could acknowledge, "Man, I can see this ripple effect that I've had and it's not been cool and I want to do something about it. Yeah. I mean, let your partner know that you are you're you want to take initiative and you're ready to work towards changing the situation. Absolutely. I like to think of it as the and you've already actually named some of these questions, the what, when, where, who, why, how. <laughs> exactly. Those, those reporter. The, yeah, exactly. Those you're a reporter. So Lois Lane. What <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Ooh, Superman. Oh, he can no. he could pick me up anytime. Oh, no. <laughs> ooh, girl. <laughs> ooh, girl. Ooh. Did my um my mom used to have a crush on Dean Kane, the guy who played Superman. Do you remember that one? Okay. I well, I'm not sure which one he was. He was an earlier Superman. Okay. Are you a different kind of Superman sort of lady? I mean the new the current Superman guy. Who's he? Who, is that I don't know what the actor is, but whoever plays him now is 
He's fine. Glorious. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> keep that in mind. They can wear the spandex all they want. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the journalistic questions. So, oh, gosh. what is this thing that is happening? Just simply be able to describe it. When did it start? Mm hmm. Where is it going from here? Who is this related to? Who is involved in this? Why now? Why is this happening? And how, how do I solve it? What's my plan of attack? Mm -hmm. If you can answer these journalistic questions about yourself for your own mental health functioning, that's going to be critical before you have a discussion with somebody else. Right. Don't go into a, a discussion with somebody else about your mental health half-cocked. No. That is a recipe for disaster. It's going to blow up in your face, and then there's going to be more conflict and drama about it. Right. No. You need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yes. At <laughs> You're like putting your hand, you know, like putting your hands up. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Did you, yes. did you, did you check yourself? Wasn't that was that Marky Mark? Who? No, Marky Mark. Is that from him? I didn't. And the Funky Munch. I don't know that. I didn't. I don't know any of New Kids on the Block. That's not New Kids. Who's oh, Marky Mark? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I have no idea. Oh my Lanta. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. We got way <laughs> off track. I'm. All over the board. We're Go doing back. our best. Do our best. Okay. We're doing our best. So yeah. So so really reflect on yourself before you go into that conversation because you really do want to make sure that you are communicating effectively what you are experiencing and acknowledging how it's impacting your partner because they've noticed. Okay. They <laughs> <laughs> they've noticed and they've been distressed about it too because yeah. they don't know what to do about it because it's because they don't have control. Right. right? You have control over what you're doing, but right. they can't help you help yourself. Yes. Yes, exactly. So once you have the data, then it's important to ask your partner about a window of time mm. where you can talk to them about something heavy and when they're going to have the emotional bandwidth for an hour or two hours or ha however long to have a conversation about mental health. You cannot just spring a conversation like this no, on somebody. No, you can't. It will go shitty. Right. It's not going to go well. Could just say, hey, like, I've been struggling recently and I just really want to talk about it. Can we sit down Sometime. for, yeah. So you might need to clarify what the conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk to you about my mental health and just right. what we can do to solve it. Right. Kind of I know together. that I've been, you know, really stressing everybody out in the family and I just want to sit down and really have a deep conversation about what we can do moving forward. Yeah. And, and when would be good for you? Because right. I will tell you that. There are days where I don't have a lot of jelly beans left in my jelly bean bag mm, to give other people. So right. if somebody comes at me crazy with uh, a conversation about their mental health, just out of the blue, just right. like I'm in a dialogue with them about, I don't know, the weather. And then they're like, also, let me tell you about this terrible trauma. It's like, I don't, right now I am in the middle of traffic. Yeah. My mom's trying to call me. My <laughs> sister's on the phone. You know, there's like a million things happening. Like, I want to sit down and pay attention to you and have this conversation. Right. But I don't have any jelly beans right now. So I would love to dedicate a jelly bean to you, but I just don't have them. And so, but if you- And this conversation advance, deserves a jelly bean. Yes. If you want this to work out well for you and your partner, then you need to, to allow the time and space for both of you to be ready to have the conversation. Yes. 
And we are referencing an early, uh, earlier episode in which jelly beans are little nuggets of effort. Oh, yeah, of energy. <laughs> Those are That's our little energy. Our little u- unit of measurement of effort. Yes. So we want to give you one unit of effort, but we need to be prepared to do that. And so, yeah, so we just want to make sure that we've planned the conversation. Yeah. And then when you are in that conversation, really just be open and honest. Tell them what you're experiencing, maybe what you're thinking and feeling. Even if those thoughts maybe are negative about them, acknowledge that they're irrational. Mm -hmm. But acknowledge it. Talk about it. Be honest in how it's stirring you up. Really let them see what you're experiencing so they can understand better your dynamic and your struggle. And so then they can also better help you through this. Yes. Yes. It explained all the journalistic data you gathered. Right. Ask them what they feel and think about this. Mm-hmm. You can maybe even ask their opinion about that. You can Definitely. ask them the same questions, the what, why, when, how. Right. When did you notice? Yeah. yeah. How have you noticed it impacting everybody? They Definitely. Can an extra source of data, another source of eyes. And that's invaluable when you're, when you trust somebody and you're like, I know I'm not seeing things the way I want to see things right now. So let me ask this other person. It can sometimes be, I'm going to be real. Like I I will do this with my partner and he will be honest with me. And Mm -hmm. there are times where I'm like, Ah, I like that answer. Yeah. It is also the right answer. <laughs> right, right. And there are times it's hard to hear, but it was good to hear that outside perspective. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes maybe try to lower your defenses a little bit. Yes. Try to be open to the feedback this person is giving you. Because if you trust them, I mean, if they've demonstrated trustworthiness in the past, it's it's going to be useful to you. Right. And I also like, I like these two different exercises. I There's one that's really easy where you can just say, I think, dot, dot, dot. I feel dot, 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 I need dot, dot, dot. So once you explain to them the conversation, Mm -hmm. you can say, I think (laughs) this is not going well. I feel sad a lot days of the days. I need you to sit with me while I make some calls to a therapist. Sure. Like just something really basic. Or you can even use the dear man technique where we've talked about that before. Right. You describe the situation objectively. That's the D. You express that's the D. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, not another tangent what there. Is wrong with that? <sighs> you okay. E, you express the emotional experience. What you? I just I feel sad. Mm-hmm. A assert the need. I need you to sit with me in therapy. R reflect why this is good for everybody. Right. If you sit with me while I make these calls to a therapist, then it'll help me get my mental health better. Right. And you do it mindfully, appearing confident and negotiating. Right. The one key I will see say here is that again, it's not their total responsibility. Correct. Yeah, I could see your. Okay, yeah, tell me all about. Just, what I you just feel. do not blame your struggles on them. Just really make sure you are taking accountability for your own thoughts and feelings. Yes. No matter what you're thinking and feeling, if it even if it is about your partner, that's your thought and feeling. Those aren't facts. Mm-hmm. Remember, those are just our thoughts and our feelings. Those aren't facts. No one can make you feel anything. We decide how we feel by how we interpret that situation. So focus on your locus of control in this conversation and acknowledge that. So locus of control is what I have control over. I have control over how I'm going to perceive this situation and how I want to think and feel about it. They didn't. And what I want to do. And what I want to do about it. Yeah. You can describe their behavior. Like if their behavior impacted you, you can describe that behavior, Mm -hmm. but they did not make you feel 
think or do anything. Yeah, they did that not was... <laughs> make you shout yes. at them. They did not make you so fl- just freak out. They right. did not make you lay in bed all day. Right. We all have choices. Just make sure when you are having this conversation that you are really taking accountability for your behaviors. Right, exactly. And again, I'm going to say it a million times, if this is an emotionally abusive relationship, that's basically the flip-flop. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Right, like, if this is emotionally abusive or manipulative, go back to past episodes, but, like, what that means is, like, yes, you're perceiving this accurately, and, yeah, you probably need to get the hell out of there. Right. Um, But if this is, again, healthy, it's it's about where can, what can I personally do here? Right, and then, again, you're going to communicate how you plan on addressing the struggles. Maybe you're not quite ready for a therapist yet. Maybe you're just going to say, I'm going to start to journal so I can increase my awareness or say, I'm going to start using these coping skills that I learned about. Or maybe you're going to say, hey, I'm going to start adding this exercise with this new routine. Or maybe you are going to go to therapy, but at least clue them in on all the steps you're taking. And those need to be behavioral steps that they can see too. Okay, they need to know that you are taking steps. Yes. Because that gives them hope. Yes. And that can help them better support you again, because then they can say, hey, you said you were going to go walk the dog. Maybe we should go walk the dog together. Yes. Yes. Most <laughs> most of the dialogue should be about like, okay, here's my plan that yes. I created for myself. Now, as a supporting character in my movie, what supporting role can you play? Exactly. Like you said, if I'm, I'm going to walk the dog, can you like, maybe sometimes walk with me. Right. Or Or can you at least remind me of that when I say I don't want to say, hey, you said that was a goal of yours. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or, uh, hey, could you just not buy all of the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Right. I'm really trying not to eat these junk foods right now. Could you maybe not buy those things? Yes. Just just like basics. (laughs) Yeah. Just basics. I mean, you can also help give them key phrases, help them if you are working on awareness, you know, maybe you are somebody who catastrophizes Mm -hmm. and you jump to those worst possible case scenarios and say, hey, if I start to just go really crazy with my anxiety and I'm going down this rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. catch me and say, hey, it kind of seems like you're catastrophizing, you know, give them words that they can help you with Mm -hmm. to get you kind of snapped out of it if they catch you spiraling. Mm -hmm. Help them help you. That's what this conversation is about. You are acknowledging what you're experiencing and how it's impacting them. Mm-hmm. And you're going to express, here's what I'm going to do. And here's how you can help me help myself. Yes, exactly. I actually, I think, um, oh gosh, there's some kind of term for this. I think it's called externalizing the problem. Mm. And I believe this is from the Gottman Institute. If y'all wanted to look it up, there's a really neato burrito website called the, if you just Google the Gottman Institute, it has a yeah. lot of fun stuff. They're really good there. with therapy. St- I mean, couples therapy stuff. Yeah. Couples is their yeah, specialty. That's, that's their deal. And and one of the things they talk about is like, if somebody in the relationship has a mental health ailment, then you externalize the ailment and you say, okay, we are fighting against the depression together. Yep. So the depression has come in. It is really bothering us. Um, It is maybe more connected to one person that's okay to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And we as a unit have our different roles in fighting against the depression. And it's not that this person is bad or wrong or having it. It's just we're going to fight this as like we're two firefighters together spraying hose on yep. this fire. Yep. Only the person who has it has the bigger hose. So you got yeah, <laughs> to yeah, carry yeah, yeah. most of the load there. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're, is... the, they're the main firefighter. <laughs> and then we've got the backup firefighter right. that can that can give a little extra support. Like maybe yes. they can tell you where to aim the hose. Right. Or I see this fire coming out the window over here. <laughs> yes. Or maybe they could notice where the fire started and they can give you a little data about that yep. and, and help you with the putting out the fire process. But ultimately, you externalize the mental health issue. Yeah. If you're the person struggling, 
That's in essence. How to have a dialogue yeah. about it. So if we notice that our intimate partner is struggling, not us, if we notice it's our intimate partner or mm-hmm. close friend or close family member, how do we approach them about it? How do we start the conversation if it's not us? You're Again, you're going to do some of that reflecting. You're going to not blame yourself for your loved one's illness. Mental illnesses do not arise because discontent in a marriage or partnership. You could not have prevented your partner from struggling with this. Mm-hmm. So first, make sure you're not trying to take any blame for it, thinking like, oh, maybe I should have done this better. Have a little self-compassion, perhaps. But also just recognize that avoiding it is just going to make it worse. Oh my God. Avoidance drives me bananas. I have no tolerance or patience for avoidance. Yeah. I know that that's a thing that people love A to lot do of people do that. As a coping skill, but as a therapist, it just, it melts my brain. It is the worst possible. Because coping. you always trip over the rug, guys. Yeah. You always trip over that damn rug. Yeah. Avoidance is just, I, I get like living to die another day and waiting when the time is right. That right. makes sense to me, but outright avoidance of an issue will make it about 5 billion times bigger. Exactly. There's just no way to, I, I don't know, there's like only a couple of mental health commandments and thou shalt not avoid <laughs> probably be one of Really? Them. I mean, that is, I would I would yeah. agree. Yeah. Thou shalt not kill thou sh- and thou shalt not avoid. <laughs> and thou shalt not harm others. Yes, exactly. Yeah, these are, they're real basic. Thou shalt not come to therapy high or drunk. <laughs> Those are, they're, they're easy. Right. Yeah, so do a, do a little brief reflection on what's been going on. When had, did I notice this? Ha- Again, do the reflection that Sunny talked about asking your partner to reflect on. So do a little reflection on that, but just make sure you're not blaming yourself. I would also say too, assess your partner's, we, and we're going to talk about this in the next episode, so we're kind of setting it up, but mm-hmm. stage of change or willingness to yes. change, where they're at and their level of I'm interested in actually doing right. Do they seem this? like they've noticed? Yeah, are they acknowledging that there is something off with them, or are they completely in denial about the situation? Yeah, are are they? Do they tend to have really defensive reactions to right. these sorts of conversations, or are they generally like, oh, okay, pretty open? And that kind of can give you a way of looking at how to approach them. Right. So when you are about to have that conversation, kind of start to identify the different symptoms they've been displaying and the problems associated with their behaviors. You know, maybe how it's impacted your intimacy, your finances, your relationships, your kids. Mm-hmm. Try to kind of gather all that data before you approach them. Reach out to them. Let them know, hey, I want to have a conversation about this. I've been noticing some struggles. When's the time that we can sit down and have this convo? So yes. same kind of dynamic <laughs> yes, absolutely. And and flipped, right? So you right. the journalistic questions about that other person. You flip the script, you get a timeline. And I will also say that once you get the timeline and you are ready for the the conversation to occur and you've kind of assessed like let's say this person is high maybe in defensiveness right now mm-hmm. and they're not super ready to change, you can keep in mind that it can be difficult to acknowledge these things about yourself for a variety of reasons. And if the reasons are benign, then it can just be painful to be vulnerable. So be aware of that for your partner. And it's possible they have a history of criticism related to the issue. So just kind of keep that in mind before you're coming at them. And if it's a highly defensive or guarded partner who's really basically not in the stages of change that you want, maybe they're still thinking about it. I would recommend starting with something we call ORs. 
So open-ended questions. Mm. You take a beat before you come at them with the who, what, why, not, why, how. Right, right. Maybe have you noticed this yeah. type of a thing? Yeah. Maybe I, tell me a little bit about what's been going on with you lately. How have you been feeling? Right. What's been going through your mind? Just some open-ended questions. <laughs> really keep it open. Subtly open the door. No, no yes or no responses. No single word responses. I hope that your relationship, you could go deeper than that. But yeah, you're are right. There are there hopeful. are some. We are hopeful. Yeah. We are deeply hopeful. But I know that there are some, I mean, we're both from the Midwest. Yep. I know. And talking about Fifi's is not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's not the thing out here. Right. So, oh, open-ended questions. A, affirmations. Affirm them for right. giving you helpful information. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. R is reflect. Reflect what they have told you. Oh, so you're telling me you've been feeling sad since the fall started. Summarize. Okay, you've told me that you, you're feeling more sad, you're feeling stressed about work. And right, also, having difficulty sleeping. Da, yes, da, da, da. and yeah. you just summarize it. Then, but again, if your partner is not that defensive, you can you can skip this step but and go right to presenting the data that we talked about before. Right, right. It depends on your open communication level of, of that relationship. I mean, sometimes just relationships are really busy and you haven't had those kind of conversations in a long time. So you might have to start out with this just because you haven't had the time to have a deep conversation on this level. Yeah. We're not trying to shame any level of relationship if you need to start with just asking about feelings. It happens, guys. Yeah. Life gets busy. Yeah, it does. And also, <laughs> there are some people, I mean... Some of us are just bulls in China shops. Yeah, we some just, just do not talk. Fe- like, no, <laughs> the feelings don't exist. Uh, we just What's barge feeling? right in there. And so, <laughs> you know, some of us are really open. Personally, I like to approach things just really directly. I'd like it if you come to me directly. I like to come to other people directly. I don't actually need a whole lot of oars. I don't prefer oars. Mm-hmm. I find myself irritated by that. Like, I just I'm very- You're just I, direct. Yeah, yeah. I just like efficiency and directness. But I actually think my partner really enjoys- because I don't know that my partner always knows. Mm. I mean, he's yeah, not a that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes I, yeah, Just that's like, true. Hey, man, what you feeling over there? <laughs> what's going on over what's, there? What's happening in your brain? Something <laughs> seems a little off. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that you've been doing this and this? Yeah, yeah. How's how's it hanging? And so then you can just open up the dialogue that way. And again, different people have kind of different levels of emotional IQ too. Right. And this is not necessarily a gendered thing. It's not necessarily, it's just totally dependent on the partnership. So yeah, it's another thing to consider. I also say when you are giving somebody feedback, I use the preschool rules. Ooh. The preschool rules are, is it true, is it helpful, and is it kind? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. 100%. You always need I to love be that. using the preschool rules. Y- yeah, seriously. People, more people in this dag-forsaken, <laughs> dag-forsaken world need to use the preschool uh, rules. <laughs> our bumpkin asses. We're going to throw it way back. Yeah, I think <laughs> in my day-to-day, I try to meet two out of three. If mm, I'm fair. communicating with people all, just... All day long, I try to hit two out of three. <laughs> if it is my, and usually the ones I go with are truthful and helpful. <laughs> Nine times out of 10, I go with truthful and helpful. I do my best to be kind as much as possible. But hey, two hey. out of three ain't bad. But if it's your partner and you're having a conversation about mental health concerns, you need to be hitting three out of three. Yeah, you need to be approaching it gently because, I mean, they are. They're on the struggle bus right now and you're going to sit 
on on the edge of that struggle bus with them right now and say, I see you in there. <laughs> I, I see you in there yeah. and, and I'd like to give you a, a hand. Yeah, I noticed there's a lot of things happening on that bus. <laughs> yeah, but really guys, how you guys are communicating about this can really be essential to helping you both understand each other and helping you both to more effectively communicate and nurture your relationship. I mean, this could be something where you actually really grow from yeah. and something where you are able to have a deeper and more intimate relationship from Yeah, if you are able to approach this in the right way i have absolutely fallen more in love with my partner due to having multiple of these dialogues right just like helping yeah working together to solve a problem yeah working together to help each other feel better in our lives love is a behavior everybody i don't care everybody can fight me fight me love (laughs) is a behavior i will stand words are wind what's that (laughs) words are wind words are wind and love is a behavior like i I just don't like show what you mean through your actions and problem solving these things together is I think one of the truest forms of love that you can have. Right. And one of the truest forms of love that you can have is not placing this burden on somebody else without making sure that you're accountable and you have a plan for yourself. Right. It's, it's this mutual problem solving and mutual accountability and responsibility and, and making sure it's actually 50 50. So what does it actually involve? to be supportive of our intimate partners or loved ones? Like what are the actual behavioral kinds of things we might do? So really, I mean, first you kind of need to like recognize that this is an illness. Like it's not like if somebody is truly having a mental illness situation right now, it's not just a stressor in their life. Mm -hmm. If they're truly struggling, this this is an illness and you don't just snap out of it. You don't just Mm -hmm. get over it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. And even if they seem like they've had a good life and they don't have anything they should be upset about, you need to acknowledge what they're going through. You need to validate Mm -hmm. the struggle is real. Validate the struggle. Mm -hmm. See them in that bus and say, I see you. Your your partner needs that from you. They need to feel seen in this dark space and that you are, that you're reaching out. Yeah. And and to make that even more specific, to validate somebody is to... State out loud what you hear them saying to you, mm-hmm. to make good eye contact, to not be doing other things while they are telling you this, Right. to reflect back to you what they have said and to check for understanding, and even sometimes to get out in front of it and relate to it a little bit like, oh, do you also, since you feel this way, is this also a thing? Throw out right. some hypotheses that show that you're thinking about it and trying to engage. Right, that you're trying to help. And maybe also do some research on that illness. If it is something that oh, they've been great. diagnosed about, yes. like if there is a legitimate diagnosis you are aware of, do your own research so you can better understand their struggle and let them know that you're doing mm-hmm. research and show them and ask them if, say, this is what I read. Is this what you're experiencing? Yeah, I've never been felt more supportive than when my partner when I asked them to read something about something I was experiencing and they read the thing, they took notes on the thing and then they came back to me with questions about the thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, whoa, like, right. I'm in love. <laughs> I mean, you really care. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's validation. That's basic validation about anything. It's not right. even just about mental health issues. It's like, if you're talking about your favorite hobby and they just do a little Google search and they're like, oh, hey, I see you like World of Warcraft. What about that wizard character? Yeah, <laughs> right. Showing an interest in your thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. showing interest in the shit that you're talking about. Yeah. I also think that there's some of this that is just basics, basic behaviors. Like 
if the housework is split where they do 80% of the housework and you do 20% of the housework, mm-hmm. hey, maybe you can bump it up to you doing 50% of right. the housework. Are there tasks or responsibilities that you can take off their load, mm-hmm. like their mental load? Another great one is planning activities outside of the home, mm-hmm. getting them out, engaging them in hobbies that you know they like or that have been healthy for them in the past. And keep in mind, guys, they're not going to magically snap out of it. You're not no. going to be like, oh, let's go frolfing, frisbee golfing. <laughs> <laughs> and you used to love frolfing. And then you go frisbee golfing. You're like, oh, you're not depressed anymore, right? At the end of it. Like, no, they're still depressed. Right. That's not how this works. A lot of time of frolfing. <laughs> right, right. But just be supportive of those healthy habits and maybe just try to encourage and occasionally, if you can, engage with them in those things to further support their ac- active involvement in, in doing the things they need to do. Yes. And we're not saying like put your life on hold, no. but maybe just have like once a week where you're doing right. like this is some dedicated time. There does have to be boundaries and limits on Oh, that, very much course. so. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe some emotional labor. So asking about their day. Emotional labor is when you carry some emotional load in the relationship. So you're asking about their day, asking about their feelings. Right. Maybe really just kind of doing it, making a point to check in. Yes, yes. How have you been experiencing today? What's been going on? Did you do, you know, you really wanted to do this thing today. Were you able to get that get that accomplished? Is there anything I can help you with today? Yes. And being aware of triggers, communicating about these, trying to imagine, yeah. manage them as a team. Like, okay, I know, <laughs> I know that every fall you feel a little sad. What do we got to do as a unit so you feel less sad? I, and I mean, me and right. my partner literally planned this together. Like, <laughs> You feel sad in the fall. Okay, when are we going to What's this our game place? plan? And yeah. then this place. Yeah, what are we doing for the holidays? Got a whole game plan. Together. Right, right. And it or you... starts to be smooth over time because you've seen it before. Right, yeah. And and you develop this really team-oriented development yeah. towards it. Yeah, it's like somebody's about to get the flu. Okay, like right. given that somebody's going to be Circle the wagons. Here, yeah. How are we going <laughs> to How are we going to approach that? Well, and if you were somebody with social anxiety, okay, we're about to go into a store. What how are we going to, you know, walk through this? Let's make mm-hmm. sure let's do some deep breathing before we go, in. you know, mm-hmm. have a game plan. I mean, you can work these things out together and help each other through these things. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you can meditate together. Right. And just listening helps. Just let them talk occasionally like Mm -hmm. if maybe they just need to process their day when you when you ask them how their day is give them space and ask questions if they're vague ask questions sometimes it takes a little bit to get that egg to open but once it spills (laughs) takes a couple whacks but once it cracks it's open it's open yes so let's talk about a little bit sort of the opposite end of the spectrum. So we're going to make sure we cover this other base too, where we, we've previously talked about how impactful and important our environment is and how who we socialize with and spend time with, it can influence us. So those that we live with, we want to keep in mind, they can greatly impact our well-being. Mm-hmm. Thus, their struggle with mental health could impact your mental health as well. Let's be yep. really, really clear. And that's a dangerous game. Like, it this is. is. We want to keep a, a line and a good balance. So if your partner is unwilling to make efforts towards better mental health, right. then what? I wanted to actually sh- share some warning signs, if it'd be okay with you, that like this is not just a mental health thing. Mm. That these are like red flags that they're not – maybe trying or right or these are red flags that they're using it as an excuse yeah that it's not actually mental health that this yes. is and even if they have been diagnosed but it's it's probably they're still using it as an excuse yeah there can be two things going on true like, yeah people can be having a mental health condition and still be manipulative yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> like, most of us who have mental health stuff we're 
we're chill as fuck. Like we are cool. We just try our best. Like <laughs> we're just we're, trying to live each day with the hard. with the hands we keep getting dealt. <laughs> yes, we're just trying hard. But there are some of us out there who it's just like everything. There are people on all spectrums of the bell yeah. curve, and so we want to make sure that you're not in a relationship where you're being trapped by a mental health thing. So I, ju- I just want to throw out a couple of warning signs. The first one, and we've harped on this, is lack of accountability. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you go out with your friends and then you come back home after a couple hours and this person says, every time you leave, I spiral out of control. I can't feed myself since I'm so depressed. And so I lose all this weight and I oh can't my clean gosh. the house and I can't, right? Like, you, it's your fault that I can't get better. That's that's the kind of message is like I I'm not responsible. Yeah, no. You are resp- Yeah, I know. This is it. This is like triggering. I'm like, yeah, I <laughs> don't even. Yeah, it makes me feel very punchy and aggressive. Right. Also, when people do this, because like as somebody who has experienced this sort of thing, like mental health issues, I, I think both of us have. It's like really frustrating when people use it as a reason to be a turd. Because it's like gives the rest right. of us a bad name. It's like, right. don't, okay, come on. Don't right. use that as a reason to be a turd. You can't just be one. Another one is shaming and guilting. So like, mm. oh, every time you go to yoga with your friends, it reminds me of just how lonely or depressed I am. I need you to stop going. So shaming or guilting yes. into some strange isolation behaviors. Yep. That's a scary one. Excuses. Mm. I can't go to therapy because I don't have time and money. And then when you suggest reading a $10 self-help book, they can't do that because they're too depressed. And then when you suggest a walk in the park, (laughs) they can't do that because their knee hurts, right? Yeah, yeah. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Right. Um, Obviously threatening self-harm in a way to... To keep you trapped again. Yeah, that's a very, like... If you would leave, if you leave me, I'd kill myself. Yeah, that's a real big concern that's usually connected to kind of emotionally manipulative or... Yep abusive behaviors can be real too right like we're not saying it's not real it's yeah also can be very a real experience yeah if somebody is talking of suicide take it seriously but if they're saying that then say okay then i'm gonna call 911 you need to go inpatient yeah this is i because i care about you and i don't want you to kill yourself so we're gonna call the police yep if that's what if that's where you're going with this yeah like because it's not you're not a trained professional you can't you as a partner should never feel like you are in control of whether somebody harms themselves or not. You no, because you're not in control of their behaviors. Mm-hmm. You're not in control of their behaviors. Enough said. Exactly. Exactly. They're not your puppet and you're not theirs. Yes, exactly. And I've known plenty of people, this sounds, I'm going to say this so flippantly, but I've known plenty of people who've had self-harm thoughts who they don't, it's just like, this is my thing Yep. and I'm not going to. Like, my partner is aware that I experienced that thing, but I am not going to be like, hey, if you leave the house, I will right myself. That's, right. That's not how that's – that's not an appropriate use of that, I guess. No. No. They know, actually. It's more so if this is some if this is a behavior that I'm worried about, they know that I will reach out to them if I'm concerned. We have a safety plan. Yes, we have a safety plan. That's all that this yeah, – yeah, yeah. that's, that's where that goes. And, and I go to my <laughs> therapy appointment and to my – Right. And then I take my – yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. I take my meds. I do my. I do the things I said I would do as best I can to manage this. Yes, exactly, exactly. So yes, yeah. I just wanted to say some like warning signs. Definitely, yeah. So I mean, if somebody is using their mental health and ex- as an excuse to abuse you, get out. I mean, yeah. And easier said than done. 
Yeah. Again, there's always safety stuff. Exactly. Like we'll talk about that. domestic violence in one of these episodes. Yeah. But really, I mean, reflect on if you do need to relieve that relationship. I mean, how long has this been going on? How long will you allow it to go on? Set some behavioral goals and, and set some realistic expectations that you would like them to see, try to communicate with that. And if they ultimately are never able to do that or meet those expectations or, or those things that you agreed upon. Yes. Yes. I mean, you, you weigh your pros and cons. What what are this what is this person doing to you in your I mean, what is this partnership? Yes. Who's carrying the weight in that partnership? Yes, is it really 50-50? Is it yeah. really evenly split? And yeah, sometimes like partnerships do wax and wane. Sometimes oh, yeah. somebody's carrying 80%. Definitely. Hour. Like that. Definitely. Happens. But as long as it it's got to go back to you getting some benefit or a majority of benefit sometimes, like right. there needs to be a split. Right. And I think I love what you said about setting a behavioral goal. And I'll add to that, that you need to set a timeline. So what we mean by that is you need to be able to measure the outcome with something Mm -hmm. that you can see over a specified period of time. So let me give you an example. In one year, I need my partner to have started therapy, read one self-help book, and started a walking routine. There you go. That's pretty basic. Yeah. For for within a year, that's a – that's – that's a very realistic goal. It is a very realistic goal. It's super basic. and Or it can be six months. It can be three months. Right. Whatever you need the timeline to be. But the pro- the thing of why you set a timeline is when that six months is up, you will always, because you love a person, make an excuse or a reason. Yes, and extend it. For why. It's okay. And you need to have it written down in advance and a plan of if this doesn't happen, then what? What's plan mm-hmm. B? What's plan C? Maybe it's leaving. Maybe right. It's increasing pressure. I don't know. Maybe it's what. Maybe it's one more chance. Maybe. But it's how one many? Chance. How many do you give them? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, have... you just need to really start to reflect on some stuff. How much? How much of this burden are you going to continue to carry? What are the lines? Right. That you personally have, and a, a way to know your lines. Go back to our episode about values. Yeah. Right. What are your personal values, and what do you want to get meaningfully out of this life? Right. And is this partnership helping you to meet these values at right. any significant point in time? Yeah, yeah. And I will say, even with supporting your loved one, as a means to support your loved one, work on your own mental health. I mean, sometimes it is really exhausting just to try to be supportive of a partner who is struggling. And maybe that means that you need therapy too or need to go yeah. to like a, a support group support or great. have uh, just extra me time even. You know, maybe you need to carve out your own me time because you're taking on a little extra burden because of their struggle. And, you know, you're trying to help them out, but but that means then you need a little space too. Yeah, or time with friends. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's time away from the house. This is... It's awesome to make sure that you are healthy and it's critical actually to make sure that you're healthy first. And we yeah. say this all the time, just like the airline stewardess, the exits are here, here, here. <laughs> make sure when the oxygen mask descends on our rapid flight <laughs> that is careening towards the oh ground, goodness. place your oxygen mask on first before that of the baby or elderly person next to you. You went full on that. <laughs> I went full on. I went full on. You got to put mask on first. Yeah, really put do. your ma- air mask on first, guys. Yeah, because otherwise you're not going to help. You anybody. can't help your partner if you're struggling deeply yourself as well. Yeah. So make sure you are also addressing your own needs and are also communicating that with them. So even if they're the person struggling, that doesn't mean that your burdens don't matter. That doesn't mean that your struggles don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yours are also still valid and do still need to be communicated with them. Exactly. Exactly. So 
Based on this, what do we want to do for the outside the pad experiment? I think having just a little heart to heart mental health check in with with yeah. the partner, I think sounds like a good. Yeah, I think that's a that's a lovely one. There's just been a lot going on. And I feel like we could both use a little. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. What's up with you, though? Yeah. Just just a partnership check in. I can actually get on board with that goal myself. I The one I had written here was communicating my needs. I, I tend to always look at the partnership's needs rather than my own. Mm-hmm. And so just to make sure I'm I'm saying my own also. Most of the time yeah. it's just because it's not like intentional. I just have no idea what I need on any given day. Okay, so I have, I have two jokes for you today. One <gasps> is a little story. You have two? Yeah, I have two. Oh, man. Okay. One is a little story, and this was a story from a friend of mine and her partnership. So a friend of mine once called me, and we were talking about true crime because – just because yeah yeah (laughs) just because it's a mental health thing i think (laughs) yeah this person is also a therapist yes and we're talking about true crime and she was saying that you know i don't think my partner would ever actually take out a life insurance policy on me i wouldn't be that worried even if they did and i was like why they were like I'm worth more to him alive than dead. And she literally <laughs> did out the statistics for me, like the math. Oh like, my gosh. For X amount of years. And then was like, if I, if I, if I died any time before age basically 65, then I'm not worth as much to him. But he, he could wouldn't kill have me as much like income. This age. Then, and then that would be when it, oh, that would be a good payout. What in the shit? <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe she did the statistics, like, did the math. She's such a That's goober. hilarious. I absolutely love this human being. Like, That's her adorable. Brain works in a super concrete. She went so way. far down that rabbit yeah, hole. She really did. And I love That's magical. I was like, draw that diagram, lady. <laughs> Get out your whiteboard. <laughs> I want to see these markers. Okay, so here's the other one. Okay. I told my girlfriend that she was drawing on her eyebrows too high. She looks surprised. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. I have one. I have one. Okay. Hit me. What kind of drink can be bitter and sweet? Lipton iced tea. Close. Reality. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) dad joke. Oh, my gosh. Hey, guys, we also wanted to thank I think it was your friend. So this idea came from a cousin who is listening. Yeah. So shout out to Erica for this this episode idea. Uh, Something that really important. I think a lot of people probably really interested in hearing. So awesome. Thanks for the help. Guys, send us more. Yeah. Send us email. Thanks at gmail.com is where you send us these beautiful ideas for little brain portals. Join us on Patreon and then send us a message there too. Mm -hmm. And that is www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink thinks. Feel Feel free to donate to us. We do have mindfulness meditations up and extra worksheets up. Yep. So if you guys want to join us at different levels. And we also have an Instagram hout and happening. And one day we're going to be ticking and talking, baby. Yeah. So just I'm hang working tight. on it. Yeah. It's <laughs> maybe by the time that this episode hits your ears, uh, we'll be having, but maybe hopefully. not. We're not going to pressure ourselves. Right. We're just living life, guys. <laughs> it's a grand experience. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week and we look forward to seeing you next week talk to you next week bye Bye.